Hey, what's going on, podcast family, and welcome back to another episode of the Simple Power Podcast. This is our first episode of 2020, and this week I'm getting into some real practical, nitty-gritty kind of stuff about goal-setting and planning to have the best possible 2020 that you can have. I really think you're going to get a lot out of it, so let's get into it. Alright community, welcome back to the Simple Power Podcast. I'm your host Duke LaMastra. Thank you so much for being here. I am super, super pumped to be sharing with you my very first episode of 2020. I just believe that this is going to be your best year yet. Now that doesn't mean that it's going to be all you know great and pretty and easy and wrapped up in packages and sunshine and bunnies and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't mean that, but I am looking forward to a year not just for myself, but for you, of seeing the promises of God fulfilled. Now, I think that it's kind of in our nature to, you know, at the beginning of a new year, to reevaluate things, to take stock and inventory of where we are and to kind of set goals and have some ideas for what we want to change in the new year, what we want to be different, where we want to go. I think that that's normal. Oh, and by the way, this session is uh, going to be very practical. I'm just going to kind of break some things down for you today that I believe will help you set some goals and plans for 2020. It's a little bit different than the way that I normally uh, host these weekly episodes, but I really think that it's important at the beginning of the year to get a clear picture for what God is saying and where we're going so that we can have the best possible 2020. All right, so anyway, it's kind of in our nature to evaluate and reevaluate things wherever we are when whenever a new year begins and that's good actually it's great but here's what i've realized if we don't actually give ourselves a strategy for reaching those goals and listen like personally you know there's nothing wrong with it but personally i'm not into the whole new year's resolution thing I just only to call it that because I did that for a long time. And what I've seen with a lot of people is that there are millions of people's probably billions, maybe all over the world, but millions in this country alone where, you know, we set new year's resolutions and we have these, you know, pie in the sky kind of dreams of things that we want to happen. But if we're not practical about it, we see so many people and you've done it and I've done it where by January 15th, it's like we've already forgotten all about the resolution that we set just two weeks earlier, and it just doesn't usually work for most people. Now, if resolutions have worked for you historically, keep going with it. I'm not big on resolutions, but what I am big on is goals. I think you need to have goals. I think it's important. I think we need to you know, have a plan and set it for our lives. Now, look, I want to be very clear on something. I am not discounting the sovereignty of God in terms of goal setting. And I say that because I noticed uh, the past week or two or so, just looking at uh, different, you know, social media posts, different social media platforms, I've been seeing where people have been saying things like this. I'm not setting any goals or plans for 2020 because I just want to leave it in the hands of God. You know, it's the Jesus take the wheel approach, you know, that sort of thing. And while I understand the heart behind it, personally, and don't get mad at me for this, but personally, I think that that's a misunderstanding of the way that God works. Because I believe that we can 
get the picture for what God is saying, what he's leading us into. I don't believe that God keeps us in the dark. I think he gives us clear cut vision and direction for what he's leading us into, whether that's for 2020 or if it's for the next 10 years of your life or it's for the next 30 minutes of your life or if it's like big picture destiny, you know, for the rest of your life kind of thing. He does not keep us in the dark. He shows us things to come. In Isaiah 46, 10, God says that he shows us our end or he declares the end from the beginning. He declares the end from the beginning. In other words, he shows us things. He gives us a picture of what's to come so that we can then set our vision to it, set our faith to it and say, okay, based on what God has said to me, I'm going to walk this out and I'm going to go after it. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to have something in front of me that I can look at so that we can actually get there so that we're not just taking shots in the dark so that we're not doing the, you know, shotgun approach and just kind of spraying into the air and hoping that we hit something, but we're actually taking a precision focused approach to life. Okay. And I think that's really important, but look, here's what I've realized even in my own life about the goals that we set, just like resolutions, you know, we can set a goal and we can say, all right, this is what I'm going to do. You know, we can get pumped about it. We can get really excited about it. You know, if you're into this, you can get the prophetic words in church about it. Um, you know, we, we have, we personally, we have prophetic days at our church at Legacy Church International, and we declare what the Lord is saying for the new year. We do it every single year. I absolutely love it, but I've noticed in my life so many times that I can get so excited about what God has said, what God is saying, what God has showed us, what's been revealed to us, the prophetic words that have been spoken, the prophetic words, even that, you know, God has given me to, to speak to the church and to whatever, you know, we can get so pumped and excited about what is to come. But what I've realized is that if we don't put strategy to it, then it's probably just not going to happen because we allow life to get in the way. We allow circumstances to get in the way. We allow people to get in the way all kinds of things to get in the way. Listen, goals are fantastic. You need goals, but goals are not enough. You need a strategy to reach those goals. And you also need to have a level of conviction on the inside of you that says, this is what's important to me, or this is what God showed me and I'm going after it. And I don't care what it looks like out here. I don't care, you know, what kind of obstacles stand in my way. This is what God showed me and I'm going after it. That becomes really important after January 15th, after January 21st. Like this is that time of year where, and I think it's great. This is that time of year where like you walk into the supermarket and it looks like the apocalypse happened because there's no vegetables anywhere. Like you can't find an apple, you can't find lettuce, you can't find nothing because the whole world is fasting, you know, usually for 21 days, everybody's fasting in this season, just looking for direction for the new year. I think that that is awesome. But if we get to day 21 or day 28 or February 1st or whenever it is, and we don't keep the vision, the plan, the dream, the goals in front of us and actually have a strategy in place. And by strategy, I mean setting reasonable, manageable goals that are measurable to go after that thing that you actually have planned. If you don't do that, and if you don't keep that conviction on the inside of you, not that like every single moment of every single day, you're going to be all like gung ho and happy and excited about the vision. Like 
you know, I understand that there's going to be days where you wake up and you just don't feel like it and you're not feeling whatever, but we've got to be able to have enough of a conviction inside of us that this is what God had said, has said, this is the desire of my heart. I'm going after it. Or we're just going to fall back like we've done in the past and not reach the things that God has showed us and calling us to. Now, look, before anybody gets mad at me, I just want to let you know that I am not discounting the sovereignty of God in any of this. He can do what he wants. He can randomly bless you. He can randomly shift things on you and say, you know, you weren't going the right way, but this is what I need you to do. Like he can, he can bring things into your life that you didn't plan for, that you didn't prepare for. He can do any of that. But what I'm saying is that if we want to consistently see the promises of God fulfilled in our lives, then we've actually got to get practical about it and we've got to set strategy to the goals to the vision that we have set in front of us to that end you know one of the things i recommend i highly recommend having a vision board uh for this 2020 year my our, 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 almost everybody in our church did it last year my family did it my wife and i did it even our eight-year-old now he's nine but our eight-year-old son at the time set a vision board for last year we put them up on like our bedroom doors where we can see them every single day like several times a day and I think that that's important because it helps you keep the vision in front of you it helps you keep the things that you're going after in front of you but that having been said um I got to I don't know maybe July or August uh, probably August maybe even borderlining on September I don't remember but it was more than halfway through 2019 and I was looking at my vision board all the time and I was starting to get depressed and I was starting to get frustrated with myself because I wasn't going after things. I saw maybe one thing accomplished on there, um, but I was looking at it. I'm like, man, I am nowhere near where I'm supposed to be, where I want to be. And I was looking at it and I was like, all right, it's time for me to make a shift. It's time for me to change this. And I made a decision. And, and look, I, I'm telling you, based on that decision, I drastically altered my lifestyle. I started doing things differently. I had some stuff on there about, um, you know, working out and eating better and all that kind of stuff. I started doing that. I cut out sugar completely for like a while just so that I could kind of get myself in the mindset of eating right and different things and working out every single day to the point that it was probably too much because like I, I went like weeks without a, without like a day off. And I realized that, you know, that's when you're, um, in your thirties, like I am now, you know, that, and you're kind of going from scratch, you can kind of hurt yourself. So anyway, I, uh, I adjusted some things, but I drastically altered some things. And in like the last four months of this year, I got so much more done. Like I didn't get everything accomplished that was on my vision board. There's some things that I'm carrying over into the new year, but I got more done than I thought was possible for me in that time because I shifted my mindset and I and I gave myself reasonable goals. I started writing things out. I started like the night before, before going to bed, I would uh, just spend some time, sometimes it was just a, a minute or a few minutes with the Lord and just say, all right, God, what's on your heart for tomorrow? What do I need to do tomorrow? And I would set a plan. I'd write it on my whiteboard or on a note card or in my phone, set reminders, whatever it was, but just to make sure that I could set reasonable, measurable goals day by day you know, week by week, whatever it is, and go through the process of not just saying, all right, Jesus, you know, take the wheel, just do what you promised and that's it. And taking myself out of the equation because that's not the right way to go about this. 
Look, unless you are a natural born planner, like you love to plan, it's in your DNA, then you probably tend to underestimate the power of the planning process. By the way, like I'm not a planner by nature. I like to wing it. I, you know, I, I have this mindset where I'm like, it'll, it'll probably work out. Let's just go for it. But I'm learning and I think I'm getting a little bit better at actually setting goals for things and going after them again, not discounting the sovereignty of God, but recognizing that he's spoken. And because he's spoken and showed me something that I actually have a responsibility, I have a part to play to go after it, to keep it in front of me and to make decisions on a consistent basis that support. Listen, it's really easy to make a big decision in a big moment. Like you have an epiphany moment, whether you're, you know, you have a dream about something or you're in church or you're just in the shower or driving in the car or whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, maybe it's something somebody said or it's something that God showed you or just an idea that comes, whatever it is, you know, it's easy to make a big decision and say, yes, this is what I'm doing. I'm going after this. This is what it's about. I'm going for it. It's easy to make a big decision when you get pumped up and excited about something. It's really easy to do that. The hard part, the part that takes discipline is where we've actually got to make all the small decisions on a daily or weekly or monthly basis, whatever it is. We've got to make all those small decisions to actually map to that large decision, that big decision, that big picture decision that we made to actually go after something. Listen, if you can focus on the promises of God and trust him through the process, then you will have a beautiful 2020. Again, that doesn't mean that it's going to be, you know, all neat and tidy and it's going to look amazing all the time and it's always going to feel good. You're always going to, it doesn't mean all that, but it does mean that the grace and the favor and the power of God will be at work in you to accomplish that which God has spoken and revealed to you. This uh, episode is called 2020 Vision, and that's, uh, you know, obviously that's a play on words. You've got to be able to see with clarity the vision that's set before you, the goal, the promise that's set before you. Hebrews 12.2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him, Listen to this. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So Jesus had joy set before him, and it was because of that joy set before him that he was able to endure the cross, endure the pain, endure the torture, endure everything that he went through for you and me, by the way. He endured all of that because there was joy set before him. He was able to go through the hell that he went through, the struggle, the temptation, the mockery, the pain, all of it. He went through all of it because he had joy set before him. He wasn't stuck you know, looking at the situation he was in, he was able to see beyond, he's able to see something bigger and greater, and it kept him moving and going toward it, even though it got extremely, extremely difficult. It's not going to always be pretty, but if we have something to set our sights on, our focus on, our vision on, then we can keep going forward. Now, look, I like things to be neat. I like things to be tidy. I like things to look a certain way. I like it when things just work out. And sometimes things will just work out. But sometimes it's got to get a little bit messy before it works out. Now look, there's good mess and there's bad mess. Bad mess 
is mess for the like the sake of itself you know we we all know people that are messy right we we all know what it's like to have extra clutter in our lives that we don't need and one of the things that i think will really help you in your life is to remove the clutter you know at the beginning of this year remove the clutter get some clutter out of the way sometimes that's physical because for a lot of us it becomes really difficult to focus on what we're doing and, and really be productive when we've got too much clutter and too much stuff that's piled up in the way. You don't have time for that in 2020. You just don't. Your time is valuable. And you, I, I, I think what you actually need to do is kind of take stock and inventory of your life right now and see what things can be moved or what things can be cut or what things can be moved out of the way or whatever it is so that you can free up that hour or so maybe hour to two to three hours a day that's wasted dealing with things that ultimately are not going to help you map toward the vision and the plan and the calling of God for your life. Now look, there's all kinds of stuff that gets in the way. There's bad mess, but look, there's also good mess. Let me tell you what good mess is. Proverbs 14, verse four. This is like, for me, top five uh, favorite verses. This is not typically one of those verses that you've got like up on the wall or, you know, like tattooed on a calf. Like it's not typically one of those verses, but I think it should be. It's really awesome. It says, where there are no oxen, the trough is clean, but... Much increase comes by the strength of an ox. That's amazing. I love it. Listen to me. Good mess is the kind of mess that brings you increase. Listen, oxen are these animals and they're big and they're messy. And I, I've never really been around an ox, but they're probably smelly. And it says where there are no oxen, the trough is clean. Like you don't have anything to clean up after if you don't have any oxen. But guess what you also don't have? You don't have this big, strong animal that's going to help you get to a point of increase and I think so often we don't see increase or we don't see it to the level that we want or that we should or that we expect because we're afraid of the mess that so often comes first. Sometimes it has to get messy, it has to get unpretty, it has to whatever at the beginning in order for us to get to the increase. And so many times I think that we're missing out on increase because we're afraid of what it's going to look like. We're afraid of what people are going to think about us. We're afraid of what it's going to look like if we fail, if we don't make it. Some of you are afraid of failure, but you're not even afraid of failure for the sake of failing. You're afraid of failure for the sake of what are other people going to think about you. Let me help you. Let's leave something behind in 2019. Let's leave behind this idea that we've got to win the approval of other people. It's just simply not true. And it's going to hold you back from accomplishing the purpose and the plan of God for your life, for accomplishing the goals that you have set for this year. What does God think? What has God said? So many times I think we don't move forward. We don't get to the point of increase because we're afraid of the process of what it takes to actually get there. Listen, if God showed you something, if God said go, who are you to say no? If God said go for it, who are you to stand in the way and say that you don't have what it takes? Look, if God showed you something, that means that there is grace on your life, the grace of God present for the assignment to carry it out.
it's time to execute. It's time to stop making excuses. And instead of making excuses, it's time to execute on the plan of God that's set in front of you. It's time to go for it. Stop making excuses. I think we've got a wrong concept of what failure is. Failure is not like when you try to do something and it doesn't work out amazingly the first time. That's called learning. That's called experience. It's actually valuable if you don't allow it to cripple you. The only way you fail is if you quit. The only way you fail is if you give up. And if you've given up in the past on something that you that you know you're supposed to be doing, listen, it's not too late. Just pick it up again and go after it. The favor of God, the grace of God is present on your life for the assignment that he's given you. It's about him. It's about what he showed you. It's about what he spoke to you. Go after it in 2020. It's time to execute on the plan and the calling of God for your life. Everybody, thanks so much for spending some time with me today. It really, really means the world to me. I uh, I talk so much, I'm kind of starting to lose my voice. You can probably hear that. But listen, if you got anything at all out of this, I would really appreciate it if you would share this episode with some people that you know that you think need to hear it as well or even just share it on your social media that would really mean a lot to me make sure you subscribe to the simple power channel if you haven't done it already so that you never miss an episode everybody episode 16 that'll do it it's in the books i hope you'll be back next week for episode 17 monday 6 a.m eastern 5 a.m central you guys have an awesome week